one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we've got some hard-hitting entitled parent stories, and our first story of the day is from Heavy Panic 2799 Am I being entitled for confronting my mom about something she said? So I, 21-year-old female, have just tried talking to my mom, 42-year-old female, about how something she said made me feel. I'm not sure if it's relevant, but I have ADD. Self-diagnosed, by the way, I tried to get an evaluation, but the shrink said adults can't have ADHD and gave me a prescription for bipolar. I've never been manic and the pills didn't help. That I don't medicate for, so I'm very emotional and end up in tears when I'm upset. Which I am right now and basically crying in a public vehicle. Also I'm from Kenya in case some words don't make sense and if there's any cultural clash. My mom is a great mom and it's just me and her, no siblings or dad. I'm in campus and she works really hard so I don't really struggle for necessities, although my godfather does pay my fees and contributes to my upkeep. My mom's always gone above and beyond for me to live above our means. Like, I have a really good laptop, which may not seem like a big deal, but if you convert her salary from Kenyan shilling to dollars, she basically earns $100 a month, but the value's different here. I know my mom loves me and I can't dispute that. My problem is that my mom always lets out her frustrations on me. She says whatever comes to mind first, and I feel like despite her loving me, she doesn't care about my feelings. Like yesterday, a friend came over and my mom made a joke about exchanging the two of us because my friend is pretty neat and very organized from the stories I tell her. I've been desensitized to that comment because I've been used to it all my life. Mental health is not the biggest topic in Africa, so parents don't really know how to deal with the messiness of an ADD child. She also said that the only reason I made lunch and cleaned the house was because my friend was coming over. Otherwise, I would have left them hungry. My mom makes comments like that all the time so I'm used to it. Another thing, when she joked that she'd sell me, I joked that I was richer than them, my aunt and mom, combined, and they can't afford to sell me. The problem is my aunt was around. A little bit of backstory of this specific day, I'm very selfish with treats sometimes. I especially don't like eating sweets unless there's an even number, and I can't stand not having the last of my food. Like, it's weird, but if you're gonna ask me for something I'm eating, do it when I start, not when I'm finishing. My aunt isn't a kid, she's 36 and has three kids. I had six sweets, and I ate them and was left with two. That's when my aunt asked me for one. It was either both of them or none because, like I said, I can't not have the last one or eat an odd number of anything I can count. So I was like, no, I don't share sweets. Later I bought fries and I did share them because she asked for some when I started. Bear with me, I'm not that much of a junk food eater. Yesterday was just a cheat day because I'm going back to school today. I work out sometimes and I do eat healthy most of the time, so I'm not always snacking. So when my friend was over, she knows I love cake above everything but God. Just kidding. She bought me a huge heart-shaped cake and fruits for my mom. I made a joke about how I'm not sharing any and I'll give whatever's left to my friend to take back with her and bring it to me to school. But it was a joke. I do that a lot when it's me and my mom. 
Like, if I have cookies, I'll be like, I'm not giving you any. But then I share it with her because she's my mom. It's an inside joke thing and she knows it. She'll be like, not even a little bit, and I'll break off a piece, we'll laugh, and then I'll share with her. So apparently my aunt complained about how I've been selfish and spiteful since she came. She came on Monday at like 1 in the night, and today's Thursday, so it's been like 3 days. My aunt is very condescending, or maybe I'm just not very receptive to her humor. She has a way of reminding me of past mistakes. Like I said, I'm 100% sure I have ADD, so growing up, I wasn't the most organized kid or the best at accomplishing chores. She would constantly remind me during the few days we've been together, which is basically just Tuesday. I did the laundry, a few more chores, and when I was baking dinner, she would be like, You remember how spoiled you were? You never wanted to do anything. I never thought you would change. It's not that I've miraculously changed. I'm just able to push myself a little better than some days and once I start doing something, I get into hyper-focus mode and finish it faster and better. Also, because of the way I am, I've been judged all my life, especially by people who don't really know me. One teacher once told me that I'll amount to nothing, and it's not that I don't want to put in the work, it's just like, I don't have that drive or attention to do it. Like any ADD person, I struggle with time perception and will sometimes take longer to achieve a simple objective or even accomplishing most things like picking up my dishes and putting them in the sink. I really think I'm trying, especially since I can't really afford to get better tested, or even the medication if I could. I researched and ADD medication in Kenya is like 60% of my mom's total income. Also, my insurance won't cover it and my campus is in a very, very isolated town. I kid you not, it's literally so far in that there's no roads outside of the school compound for miles. You can't even wear good shoes right now because the mud is ankle deep. As you would imagine, getting a job is incredibly hard. So I can't really get a stable enough one to afford the testing and treatment myself. Anyway, I feel like I'm getting sidetracked, so on to what happened. Apparently my mom took me serious about the cake thing. I'm very hard to wake up in the morning, and of late I've been having problems staying asleep. Like I would wake up at 2 or 1 as I have now. There's a time lapse from when I started writing this post and now. Then I end up going back to sleep at 6 or 7 in the morning. So basically it's really hard to wake me up by like 9, which I will admit is pretty late to be waking up. But isn't that the point of a semester break? Sleeping in? Anyway, my mom tried to wake me up, but she couldn't. I'm not sure she tried as hard as she usually does because with enough pushing I eventually wake up. I wake up eventually and after breakfast I'm doing the dishes when I remember I heard my aunt and mom talking. They were saying I'm probably one of those people who will study, get a job, and never help anyone. It's not what they said, it's how they said it. I resented that statement because I've recently started saving. I would buy my mom small things like a small sound system since her old one didn't have Bluetooth, a granite pan, a steam iron, among other things. Also, whenever I saved up and my mom didn't have money, I would always loan her what I had, or what my goddad sent me. Like last time, I refilled the gas. It's what I would call an open loan, a term I coined. If she wants to or can, she pays me back. If not, I let it go. She is my mother after all, and I eat and sleep on her paycheck, so I owe her more than I can loan her. What I'm trying to say is I do my best to help out as much as I can, as a jobless student with no income. So for her to say that I'm one of those kids who won't even help their parents when they get a job is just hurtful, 
if I'm doing whatever I can to help right now. Plus, I can't really ask my goddad to help me every time, so most activities in schools like trips or events that require money, I cater for it myself most of the time because mom's like, use your money, I'll refund it, and usually doesn't. I know I sound like a dependent mooch, but it's Kenya. Kids are very financially dependent for most of their studying time, and that coupled with the fact that job opportunities around my campus are almost non-existent makes it hard to be very independent. Plus, I haven't really found an online job I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg to start. Okay, I'm really poor at flowing with the story, so bear with me. So anyway, I went by my mom's job before leaving for school and asked her about what they said. My mom got really defensive and argued that I just don't like not having all the attention on me. She said I started to think that I can boss her around and I'm putting her down because I can buy some things because I said they can't afford to sell me. I'm richer than them. She said a lot and I felt like she was gaslighting me. She kept saying that I make a joke at the expense of everyone's feelings and I can't take some at my own expense. She told me that I've been selfish and mean towards my aunt so much that my aunt won't even touch my things. My aunt came out of the blue and didn't have a single change of clothes. I'm pretty slender except for my enormous chest so I don't think she can fit in most of my clothes as she's more plus sized, like 3 or 4 sizes bigger than me. I'm a 26 inch waist on a good day, she's about a 38. I didn't say don't touch my stuff, I said I don't think there's much you'll find in my suitcase. Plus I hate when people go through my suitcase because a lot of people have come over and taken my stuff. One time my cousin came to my goddad's place and literally took my suitcase and left my clothes and paper bags. I lost most of them, so I may have shown some hostility when she and my mom went through my things looking for clothes. Plus, I let her wear my favorite sweatpants and some shirts and even let her rip the seams off one in my house pants so they would fit her. The last time we met, she forgot to bring clothes when we were at my great grandma's and I ended up having to give her my then favorite sweats that she never gave back, so she doesn't have a good history with things I call my favorite. My aunt also likes to complain about me to relatives. One time she was working overseas and told me if I ever wanted anything, I could ask her for it. I told her when it was my birthday if she could send me some cash. She said she was working on a lot, so she will when she has some free cash. My mom told me she complained to everyone how spoilt I am that I'm asking for birthday money. I never asked her for anything after that. Another time, while we were at a family gathering, she complained that my mom and I are paying more attention to my mom's cousin's son than her kids who were closer to us family-wise. First of all, I don't even know her kids, and my cousin at one point lived with us, so her kid was pretty much my baby brother, at least in my mind. You can guess I'm not too fond of my aunt, so I may have been guilty of being a little cold, plus I really hate being made to remember things I did wrong in the past, because I was as good of a kid as I could be as a teenager. I never once drank or used a recreational drug. I swear I never even once went to a party even once, maybe a relative's birthday once in a while. I've even had trouble making friends today because growing up I wouldn't leave the house. It's not that I was a good kid, it's just that I was always in trouble for being messy, disorganized, lazy, forgetful, impulsive, so I guess I just wanted to limit my mistakes. You see, when you're everyone's biggest inconvenience, sometimes you just want to limit the mistakes you can make. My mom was telling me how selfish, inconsiderate I am and how I treat her like I own her and never want to share her with anyone. 
She said a lot of things and I apologized and said the only reason I was asking is I just wanted her to say she didn't mean it. She knows I'm not some selfish kid who will just abandon her. She told me I might as well since I act like everyone has to cater to my needs. I swore I will never come to her for anything emotionally because anytime I do, she reminds me of how big a problem I am to her. I said that the only reason I even brought this up is because I don't have anyone else I can come to emotionally. I don't have another parent or sibling and she's invalidating my feelings. She asked me that since I'm blaming her for everything wrong in my life, am I also blaming her for not having a sibling and a dad? My heart literally broke at that. She basically found my tears amusing as I said I'm not very good at controlling my feelings and when I get overwhelmed I end up crying. When a friend came over, she just said that she's done being talked down to like a child, and if I don't have anything better to say, I should just leave. I was so mad I just turned and left. Now I've been very depressed lately. I've had my mind in a really dark place, and I find it really hard to communicate or sometimes pick the wrong person to talk to. So I don't really talk about my feelings. I was going to a shrink, the same one that thinks I have bipolar for some time, three to be exact, but my goddad stopped paying and my mom can't afford it. So I don't really have an outlet emotionally and maybe that's why I'm being a grade A witch. My mom did send me a message basically saying she didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but I was still mad and just said I didn't care anymore and since I'm always the problem, I'll bottle up any feelings until I burst. I feel like she loves me but never respects my feelings. My mom doesn't really say anything good about me to people and has so many times made insensitive jokes about me around other people, so a lot of people around me don't really care about how they talk to me. One time she came to my goddad's place and would complain about how I would never sit in the living room with them and was always locked up in the bedroom on my phone. I'm not much of a social butterfly and growing up I had my nose in a book or would stare at the screen all day. But also, every time I even set foot in the living room, she would make a joke at my expense and would literally laugh at me with a cousin I always complained bullied me when I was a child. I remember he once literally punched me in my stomach. She never stood up for me, and her there laughing with him at me just broke my heart, and I would lock myself in the room bawling, pretending I'm on my phone. I hated myself growing up, and I've never really completely recovered my self-esteem. I can't even afford counseling so I have to bite down on my emotions because no one ever takes me seriously. I'm literally so tired emotionally and I just want to rest. Like physically I'm okay, but you ever just get so overwhelmed you feel tired like I can close my eyes and sleep and wake up when the world is kinder? So am I being entitled? I feel bad. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. For OP, because it seems like nobody ever seems to take anything OP has going on seriously. I honestly know how it feels to be OP and just going about their day, or getting in a routine and breaking it by being around people, and then having just jokes made at your expense that just only stand to really frustrate you. Would you guys agree with me when I say that it seems like a big problem here is everybody is kind of touchy and sensitive and that it's causing kind of adverse reactions on all sides? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our next story is from GingerPower18. My entitled mother told my husband he's used to being accommodated because he's disabled and that he caused my depression. I was unfortunately raised by the type of entitled parent who would take me and my sisters shopping for hours and then take us through a drive through once we were exhausted and hungry and get herself a coffee, but nothing for us. I need my afternoon coffee. The kids don't always get something when the family goes through a drive through She was a special kind of entitled, and I'm pretty certain she has several undiagnosed personality disorders. Anyways, I knew my husband since junior high, but we didn't become close until we were adults. He has a rare genetic condition that limits his mobility primarily. He's in a wheelchair but can walk somewhat, and when we started dating, he had much more mobility than he does now. Of course, my parents went through their own emotional roller coaster about me being serious with someone with a disability, but eventually came to terms with it and became major fans of my now husband. They were always doting on him, telling their friends how wonderful he was, and heaping on the pressure for us to get engaged. Fast forward to our married life, unfortunately since my husband can't work and relies on SSI, I was the sole income earner. But the SSA regulated my income, touting that if I made too much money he didn't deserve or need their help anymore. So the federal government pushed us below the federal poverty level with their restrictions on how much income I could bring in. And at the beginning of our marriage, I didn't have a lot of resources on getting help caregiving for my husband, as all of it was new. So my already chronic major depressive disorder went from bad to worse, and I went to the hospital in September of 2019. We ended up getting some health aids from my hub by sometime in 2019, but all the stress of the poverty and the difficult first year of marriage had taken its toll on my mental health, not to mention that my hub's home health aids were a revolving door in the home. In 2020, we got a good aid, and then guess what, COVID happened, so everything locked down. We continued our financial struggle, but we were making life work. 
Although I had another major depressive episode in the fall of 2020, but managed to stay out of the hospital thanks to the help of my support system, my family at the time. While my husband was a beacon of hope and sunshine in my life, my mother was a constant stream of negativity, criticism, and manipulation. When she wasn't trying to control me or criticize me, she was talking about things that I had no interest in and had no social awareness to pick up the cues that I was not interested in what she was talking about. In our conversations, she had started to speak negatively about my husband on a regular basis, and I was getting frustrated. She would say little things like, he isn't leading you as your spouse, or he needs to support you more in your depression, and I didn't like the way she was talking about him. Naturally, I would talk to my hub about the things she said as I was frustrated and he started to feel resentment towards her. By the time Christmas was coming around, I told my parents that they needed to come over and resolve things or we weren't coming to Christmas morning. So my parents waltzed into my living room and made themselves comfortable for what would turn out to be the fight of a lifetime. I started out explaining that my mom had been making several negative comments consistently about my husband and we wanted to talk about them and work them out. I said that we were upset by the things she'd been saying and that we didn't want her to speak that way about him. Instead of responding to the comments that we had made, she went on a long speech about my husband. She said that he caused my depression, which had gotten worse since we'd gotten married, and that he was used to being accommodated because he was disabled. She said he wasn't the spiritual leader of our small family and that she was worried about our marriage. She continued on and on, but after she had said the worst of her speech, my husband became furious, understandably, and went into the other room. He had been faithful and supportive of me in my episodes of depression in the last few years, and he had given me a lot of stability and comfort in those difficult times that I was going through. But my mother couldn't see any of that. How can we work anything out if he's going to walk away, my parents exclaimed. We were trying to express to you the ways that you hurt him and you didn't listen or apologize. You went on a complete tangent where you said even more terrible things about him. I cried in defense. Well, I just want you two to have a good marriage and I just want to know that he's doing everything he can to support you in your depression. My mother wailed. He's been my rock in these hard times. He is the reason I haven't given up. It's not right for you to say these things to him. I know my husband. If you don't apologize and say exactly what I tell you to say, I know he will never speak to you again. My mother was terrified, so I told her the exact words to say and told her to say nothing else. I went in the other room to get my husband. He was so angry. I had to convince him to give her a second chance. He was yelling and he's a calm guy, but he came out and she said what I told her and that was that. They made up well enough, but from then on, my husband hated my mother. By March 2021, both my parents denied she said any of those things. Like, literally denied. She actually said, I never said he caused your depression. It was bizarro gaslighting, and that's when I knew I could never trust my mother again. So I didn't. We started to do less and less with them over the year. We still went to the obligatory family functions, but they were so stressful. My mom wanted everything just so. We had to be the perfect family to make up for what we weren't when we were growing up, and what she hadn't had in her childhood. And then, my friends started suggesting I do less with my family. So I decided to cut my parents out, and then the heck storm started. 
My one sister told me that I was morally obligated to have a relationship with my parents forever because they raised me. I was like, nope, none of that, thanks. So my sisters were always fighting me to come back to my parents. That was stressful. I went all the way until July 2022 without seeing my parents at all. And then I saw them at my cousin's wedding. 2021 to 2022 had been a rough year for us. My hub had declined in health and it had major mobility losses. He was no longer able to self-feed or toilet, get in and out of bed or open doors, in addition to the other things he'd been unable to do before that. It was a lot of grief for him and for me as well. When we were on the trip in July, my parents had a conversation with me that I found rather disturbing. Would you ever consider putting your husband in a care facility? It seems like there's so much pressure on you. I replied, things are challenging right now because there aren't any aides to pick up all the hours he's eligible for, and we could use more help, but we have things working right now. I wouldn't want to put him in a facility unless I had no other option, especially since a Medicaid facility would not take good care of him. But we had one friend who put her husband in a facility, my dad said, and when she did, she would always go and visit him every day. Honestly, I was kind of relieved when she put him in the facility because I felt like she got her life back. I couldn't believe that they suggested putting him in a facility. At the time, I didn't piece together the insensitivity of their suggestion, but after speaking to my mother-in-law about it, I realized that even in a best-case scenario, they were giving my husband zero consideration. They had volunteered in nursing homes, and my mother had made pleas to us when I lived at home not to put her in a nursing home, and yet they thought it was perfectly acceptable to put my husband in a facility when we had wonderful care accommodations for him in his home. I really believe that my mom is an ableist. Some of my other relatives remember her making comments when we were engaged about how I needed to entertain him because he couldn't be helpful. My husband now has a hernia and has to have surgery. Even though surgery is very dangerous for him because of his condition, she offered to sit with me during the surgery, but for some reason, I feel it's less about us and more about what she wants, either having a relationship with me again or looking like the devoted mother at her son-in-law's surgery being supportive. My whole family talks about how she's changed because of this 12-step program she's in. Could have fooled me. Honestly, I feel like there comes a point sooner rather than later where you just straight up stop entertaining this, in the quote of the president, malarkey. It's just insane how they're going to pop up every so often and make a wild assumption or a wild suggestion. From what I understand, these people are hardly even in OP's life and they're making all these suggestions saying, oh, well, you've got to take your life back. It's not like OP's even been like complaining. It's a lot of work, but OP signed up for it and never once have they said that they don't want to do it. These parents are just ridiculous. And our final story of the day is from Natural Suit 5380 entitled Father Yells at Me Because I Told Him His Daughter Needs a Break. I have some free time today, so I'll talk about the time I was babysitting slash tutoring my niece for free for 40 days straight. I would have posted an r slash choosing beggars, but I don't know which one suits the story better. I'll have to put a disclaimer here. Let's not discuss the fact that he forced me to be his tutor slash babysitter, and it's not illegal in our country, so refrain from telling me I should have called the cops or anything of the sort. It doesn't work like that. Last year, my niece was having trouble with her classes. She's in elementary school, fourth grade. Little girl was a good kid, but she's very slow at understanding and absorbing basic information. 
I would explain something to her four to five times before she grasps it. I started preparing better ways for her to study and it made her really excited to study again. It was enjoyable and she got better and started participating in school. My uncle didn't like this as much. He wanted her to do more effort, even though I explained that she was in fact doing the best she can with her abilities. He said that this means I'm calling his daughter stupid and dumb, which I would never do or have done. A couple weeks in, exams were going to start. I offered she takes a few days from doing extensive tutoring because the kid was just miserable at this point. He didn't allow playtime or even intellect games and family time. She had to study all day long and then study after school until dinner, study again, then goes to sleep study all weekend and throughout national holidays. It was just so cruel and, again, no social services or laws that say he can't do this. So I had to let her have free time when he's not around until I mentioned it to him to ask for a few days off for her and I would still be babysitting her those days off since both parents don't watch their kids. He yelled and screamed and said I chose a sensitive time to be spoiling her and ruining her head with my ideas of resting and time off. We pushed through with his orders, fast forward to the exam time, the kid was exhausted, I was exhausted, and he was freaking annoying. I wasn't sleeping or resting or eating enough because he wouldn't let me have food when I'm hungry and only allowed a small portion at dinner time at 5pm. Can't sleep because I'm not allowed the door to be closed or the light to be off and he wakes me up as early as 6-7am. to A freaking nightmare. Teaching the kid all day, doing home chores when she's at school and babysitting the youngest son whenever I have free time on my hand. After all this, the girl was struggling. She couldn't pick up any more information and couldn't focus. She would go to her exam well prepared and know every answer, get home shattered from exhaustion, and study for the next exam. Then at the end, she confessed to me that she was so scared of making mistakes during the tests that she forgot everything she knew and had trouble remembering and answering correctly. I got to escape as heck after her exams, went home and stayed sick after a mental breakdown from all the abuse I had with him. Until one day, he called me on the phone yelling at me because I failed as a teacher and made him look bad because she didn't get the best grades in her school. She got okay marks, she didn't fail. Honestly, all I know here is that in this situation, that little girl was incredibly lucky to have somebody looking out for them, even if it really didn't go far in improving their quality of care and quality of life. Like at least somebody was there to make some kind of effort. I'm just wondering where in the world this took place that such a thing can even happen. Where like a sibling can just like hijack their other sibling to tutor their niece and babysit them. I know OP said let's not discuss it, I'm just curious where in the world it's a common thing. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.